Welcome to the Wednesday evening, September the 8th, 2010. Tonight's call, Dream the Biggest Dream presents Lessons from the Frontline. And the frontline that we're talking this week is Burning Man. Just this past week, I want to welcome everyone to... Tonight's extravaganza, (laughs) I have to tell you that today is my, I've had two evenings back here, actually let's just, let's just recount a little bit of what's been happening in the last, I would say in the last 72 days, I've had seven days here in my residence where I am right now in beautiful Southern California. And other than that, um, we have been out orchestrating, facilitating, um, being the catalyst for 53 unconditional love activations. And it has been a most beautiful, beautiful experience. Um, It is there. Now I've been to Burning Man um, several times, six years now, and it's it's always a little bit unsettling to come back from from Burning Man and and um, you know just kind of just the transitionary stuff. But I got to tell you, being on the road for seventy days, (laughs) coming back from Burning Man at the end of that. Just it's like okay, if I could just have someone pop into my life right now and and help me get organized. But um it is um it's a thrill to be back and, and it's always a, a special treat for me to do this particular um teleconference or podcast uh, right after Burning Man because there's an energy that that settles in with me when when I'm out there. Uh, and this year, more than any other year, it kind of felt like I was already in that energy by the time I got out there. Uh, and so we'll talk a little bit about that, but I want to give you, I want to tap into to what's happened in the last two weeks. In our last call two weeks ago, um, I talked about uh, heading out to the burn, but on my way, I had a very special experience that I want to share share with you. I think it was five years ago or four years ago or... I don't know, the, when you meet people outside of linear time um, and then try and relate it back to linear time, it gets a little weird. So I think it was four years ago, I met a very special person at Burning Man, and this past, uh, a week ago, this past Saturday, I performed um, the exchanging of the vows ceremony uh, for him and his uh, beautiful wife, uh, Brayden. And it's uh, Clint, Clinton and Brayden uh, Nicholson. Uh, they live in the Cayman Islands. And um, 
I was so honored to be asked to perform this ceremony. And I have to tell you, just everything came together perfectly. I had done 47 unconditional love activations. And then what do I get but an opportunity to stand in front of two people I love so dearly and 125 of their closest friends and family. And we get to celebrate their union. Now, they were already married back in uh, February in, um, in the Cayman Islands. And so ever since then, we've been talking about this ceremony in the U.S. in Santa Barbara, outside, on the grass, in a park, with the smell of the ocean, and um, it was, it as these things are, it was as beautiful as we all collectively could have imagined it. And for me, Dr. Dream, I am uh, all about celebrating love, and um, I've been... Uh, this this Jewish boy from Omaha, Nebraska, has been ordained as a minister and can perform ceremonies in all 50 states. And um, this was now they didn't just a little background here. Uh, Clinton and Braden had an idea somewhere, and it didn't come from me that I had maybe done a lot of weddings. Um, and so, you know. <laughs> Sometimes you want people to hold on to whatever it is they're thinking, even if it's not right on track. So I, I did nothing to dispel that that um, idea that they had in their heads that I had done many weddings. Um, although two minutes before the wedding, um, I looked to Clinton. We were waiting for um, the bridesmaids and um, the groomsmen. And the bride to to come down the aisle, I looked at Clinton and um, now mind you, this is two minutes before the wedding and he's quite nervous. And I looked at him and I said, brother, I have a huge secret that I want to tell you. (laughs) Well, whatever jitters he had, this sort of took his mind off his own stuff. And and he said, "Well, well, tell me. And I said, no, you know what? I think I should wait till right after the wedding because this is huge and it could really rock your world. <laughs> oh, I love these kinds of moments. And um, we did the ceremony and it was beautiful. Now, we had come up with a a planned ceremony, how things were going to happen and this and that. And then I said to them, you don't mind if I you know, sort of throw in some of my own touches and do this and that. And they, they, they said, this is exactly why we want you to do this. And so I guess you could say I had some surprises up my sleeve. But uh, all with the work that I do, and I was able to introduce some uh, sacred love oil as, as part of the ceremony and um, a beautiful toasting ceremony that they didn't expect. 
and um, some uh, a beautiful blessing spray that um, I didn't realize it was going to happen this way because we were a little away from the audience, but it wafted into the audience, and so they got they got a taste of that. We set up the crystal grid um, as part of uh, you know the wedding grid or altar, and um, it was one of the most beautiful ceremonies that I've ever been part of, and it was my first wedding as I related to them immediately after the ceremony. Um, I I must have done well because I've been invited to New Zealand to marry a couple and two other uh, weddings here in the States. And so uh, look for Dr. Dream on the wedding circuit. <laughs> Next stop, October uh, second and third in Detroit, Michigan, with uh, another friend of mine, um, also um, a burner, Randall Genser, and his lovely fiance Julie. And so, uh, yeah, and it's a natural for me because being all about all about love and all these experiences. I mean, the last, uh, you know, 53 unconditional love activations literally since, uh, what was it? Um, 15 weeks ago, 15 and a half weeks ago, my entire life in this 15 weeks has been focused on energized by activated within this energy of unconditional love. Now, in my life as Dr. Dream, I would still talk about unconditional love maybe a few times a week or something like this. But but to have these experiences and to, to have done this, uh, the summer leg of the tour of love, um, brought my attention to unconditional love uh, many, many, many times a day. And several of those days for three, three and a half hours at a time, and, and uh, well, 53 of those days at least for three and a half hours. And some of those, some of those days we did double sessions. So all of this leading up to the wedding and then leading up to going out to Burning Man. Now, this year was a big year. I uh, booked myself to do seven unconditional love activations uh, literally at Burning Man and um, put myself uh, or, you know, accepted an invitation to be on a speaker's panel with, uh, with some other presenters talking about a particular subject. And so I really knew that, uh, that this was going to be big. Last year I did 600... Um, guided visualizations in small groups of, say, 20 people each. Um, and that was just throughout each day. And probably, I think I did two or three presentations and was part of one wedding last year also. But uh, this year, with all this and all the equipment and just everything, I knew I needed some help. And so I brought um, a friend of mine, uh, her playa name, because we all have playa names, it's just that Dr. Dream is my playa name all year long. Um, her playa name is Embrace, and I met her at Lightning in a Bottle 
which was an amazing festival where we put a hundred over 160 people through an activation. She camped right near us, and she came to our one of our activations in San Francisco at the uh, Sarah Fi venue, which is like walking into um, a DMT experience or something. This this incredible venue down on Fulton Street. If you're ever looking for great activities and stuff in San Francisco, you want to check it out. So she came to that, and at that point, I knew that um, Neil and Ilya, my good friends from the Portal to Ascension, would not be making their way with me to Burning Man. And so I knew that uh, I was really going to need some help. And one of the things for me about Burning Man that happens, the more I put myself in a position of really being in service is that things come together. And this year uh, I was gifted two tickets, which was perfect because then I was able to um, use one of the tickets to have Embrace uh, join me. The camp that I was staying at, I paid for my meal plan and camping, but um, because they were um, so grateful for everything that I was doing for the camp, they went ahead and uh, did a scholarship on Embrace's meal plan. Um, and I had vegetarian for a week. She had all raw, amazing, the, uh, the, the, the Hare Krishnas, the, the Krishna camp. Uh, did all of our cooking. It was outrageous. And, um, I mean, I was using a borrowed tent. I've got a big sign in rope lights that says dream that I put up four stories off the ground on my photography mast. I mean, everything really came together. And so these lessons from Burning Man end up being lessons that, that aren't limited to your experience out at this participatory event. They end up bleeding over into, you know, what we call, I guess, like our default reality. Um, and yet, for me, one of the things I learned this year is that my life, the authenticity of who I am as Dr. Dream and what I do with my life, that there's becoming very little separation between who I am out at Black Rock City for Burning Man and who I am wherever I am for the rest of my um, experience for the other 51 weeks out of the year. This makes me really happy because there's something that, that goes on at Burning Man and, and it really goes on for everybody across the board. But particularly your first couple few years out there. So as soon as you get out there, everything shifts. It's, it's like an alternate reality in that everyone's attitudes are different. 50,000 this year, 51,515 people gather together. Now, it's not that everyone's the same, except 
you know, you end up having a lot in common with someone else who also loves Burning Man. And yet um, there's an energy that's created, like a collective energy that's created out there that has aspects for people of being all about freedom. And it's the freedom to be themselves. Because somewhere along the way, it appears that so many of us have lost this freedom to be ourselves here in ordinary reality, here in, you know, our regular lives, so to speak. And yet we get out there and everyone seems to, or so many people, seem to give themselves permission to step into their role of being their authentic self. Um, And everyone honors that. And so what happens out there is is that at a certain point, people start sort of asking themselves, well, how, how do I take this back? How do I take what I'm experiencing here at Burning Man back to my regular life? And, and there was this beautiful aspect of me hearing people talk about it again, remembering what it was like when I was feeling that way, and being able to address it in my, in my activations, in my sessions. I want to tell you that we did six. Um, one day we had the first day we had to postpone. So we did six sessions out there, and we had somewhere between 30 to 45 people in each session, something like that. And um, it's a really beautiful um, opportunity. You know, having done 47 of these activations before I got out to to Burning Man, you know, kind of had, and while they're all a little bit different here and there, and different information is called forth in each one, or stories, or how it's shared, or the process, uh, I was a little bit, I don't want to say nervous, certainly Mark was a little bit nervous, Dr. Dream was always confident and and comfortable with what was going to happen and how it was going to flow. But here I was um, at the Red Lightning Camp, and we had five five activations set for there um, and then two two other places. And so what I found most amazing is that there were some people that came to three or four of the activations. And so, you know, I, you, I, you don't really, particularly at Burning Man, expect people to um, do things over and over. And, and, and the people that were at more than one, the, the feedback was amazing. But when I got to t- share specific to this aspect of, you know, Burning Man's amazing, my regular life isn't like this, and how do I integrate this, is this aspect of each of us being our authentic selves. And the question then becomes, are you being authentic in your life? 
Are you living your truth? What I find is that most of us are not. We look forward to this one week a year when we can go out and really be us. And maybe we find pockets of this at different times during the year and things like that, but we're not living it. We experience it, and then we walk away from it. And so this year, from Dr. Dream's perspective and sharing, the message was very beautiful that there is nothing about integrating the Burning Man experience. It's about learning from this. And if you can come out to the playa, to Black Rock City, to Burning Man, and be yourself and stand in your truth, and that makes you feel good and fulfilled, and you're wondering what it is to integrate, it's not that at all. It's about going back home to your other home (laughs) and being yourself. And I got to share, you know, I, I, I get these, People, we all get them, we, we are all them, um, that want to talk about politics, that want to talk about the current administration, that want to talk about this, that, and the other outside of themselves, the money brokers, the, all this stuff. So I, I found Dr. Dream sharing a very interesting perspective, that if you are looking at your life, and you're seeing inauthenticity, if you're seeing people not being authentic, if that's the President of the United States, if that's Wall Street, if that's the bankers, and your perspective is that, of that is they're not in their truth and they're not being authentic, I get a very clear lesson out there at Burning Man, and that is it's not about them. It's not about the current administration. It's not about the bankers, the money brokers, Wall Street. That if reality is reflecting back to you people or collectives of aspects of society not standing in their truth, not being their authentic selves, you take them out of the equation And you say to yourself, what is it about me that I'm not standing in my truth? What is it about me that I'm not being authentic? You see, it's never, ever been about really fixing anything outside of yourself. And yet, in our society, so much of our perspective and how we approach life is about everything outside of us. Also puts us in a position where we become the victim, the victim to the current administration, to Wall Street, to the money brokers and bankers. And yet none of us are a victim to anything other than what is our own creation. So one of the the perspectives that Dr. Dream brought forth is past week in such a beautiful, loving way 
is that if you are singing outside of yourself, it's a message to go back in within yourself and address it. And I really loved that because that touched people so deeply. Now, there's been a theme, theme, hmm, don't like the word. There's been an aspect of the unconditional love activations that uh, is shared through the experience I've had, well, my whole life, but specifically uh, over the six years or so that my father had a terminal disease. And there's this beautiful aspect of the unconditional love activations that revolves around lessons learned from my experience with my father experiencing this terminal disease, dis-ease that he chose to own. And one of the things that I share is that as soon as he chose to own this dis-ease, as soon as he owned this timeline for this terminal illness, everything changed for my father. He went from being emotionally not so attached and available to being really very emotionally connected and a number of other things. Priorities shifted. So Burning Man this year, there was a question for everyone. And the question was, I mean, it's based on the premise that we all come into the experience We have our life experience, and then we go out of the experience onto whatever's next for us, and that this is the way that it works. We've collectively agreed to this as the rules, per se. You know, no one here gets out alive. I mean, that sort of thing. It's like everybody comes in, and then we have our experience, and then everybody goes out. That's the way that it works. And so I ask people this question. And that is, if you knew that you had, I don't know, I started with three weeks and then I decided maybe that wasn't enough. If if you owned a timeline for the rest of your experience here that was, say, a year, that you knew you had a year, that it was like a set, you know, like a vacation. You know you have a certain amount of time on vacation. So here you are in your life experience, something shows up, and you know that you have one year left of this human experience before you go on to the incredible next experience, whatever that is for you. So you have one year. Here's the question, or questions as it is. Are you living the life you would be living right now if you knew you were going to leave here in a year? Are you with the person that you would be with? Are you doing what you would be doing if you had 365 days left of this life experience, of this vacation, as it were, as a human? 
And if not, the question becomes, what are you waiting for? You know that you're going to transition from here. We're all going to transition from here. So what is it exactly that you're waiting on? Now, whether you have a year or 50 or 70 years left here, there's no doubt in my mind that at toward the end, there'll be a thought that it went by so quickly. Whether you're choosing to leave at 100 or 125, the way technology and, and, and the way our minds work, maybe we'll be able to bump it up to 150. Who knows? Regardless of all that, you're going to leave here. And so I just, I just want you to think about this. Is this really the life that you would be living? Leaving here in a year. Is this who you would be? Is this how you would think? Is this how you would do things? Would you really, for the next year, be going to that job you're going to now? My experience and my intuition and everything that is being shown to me in my life says that right now we're being called upon to make changes, to make changes that will allow us to shift into the ushering in of this new energy. I mean, here we are now into the last quarter of 2010, taking us into 2011 and into 2012 and beyond. And so, making changes. And I believe one of the changes for each of us to make, and you're the only one to know, you as the individual are the only one to know what form that needs to take, you're the only one that has the answers for yourself. I just like to ask the important questions. But this shift is into following our bliss. This shift is into a cleaner, more pure energetic way of being. It's all right now about us raising our vibration and our frequency because that's what it's going to take to hold this new energy, to enter the next dimension is to be at the highest vibration and frequency that we can take ourselves. And how do we do that? That then becomes the question. Dr. Dream, how do we do that? Sounds good. You seem to know what's happening now. Just tell me how to do it. Well, it's clear to me that whatever we're holding on to from our life experience that we haven't processed, that we haven't come into alignment with, 
we need to do that work right now. Now, seven days out on the playa, meeting literally hundreds and hundreds of people and doing the group work, but then also doing countless um, impromptu and planned one-on-one sessions with people. I realize, and also, you know, the 70 days on the road and all the work I do and everyone that ever comes to an unconditional love activation gets a 20 to 45-minute phone call with me at no additional charge to continue to process their experience and see where the unconditional love activation was able to shine the light. One of the things I'm learning is that so many of us have gotten so good at not processing all of our stuff and at not coming into alignment with what our life experience is about. But here's the thing, and this I know for sure, we've got to deal with whatever's there that needs to be dealt with. We've got to look at it. We've got to dive into it. We've got to connect the dots with how these experiences affect who we are and the energy we hold. Amazing, amazing interaction with people last week. Uh, I mean, my life is about amazing interactions with people all the time um, because that's, that's what I've continued to reaffirm with the universe that my life is about. And so then you throw in this Burning Man experience where so many people are so open, so ready. And I, I experienced incredible openings with people. Um, I mean, just really wild, wild stuff. And it just reaffirms to me that um, people are really, people are really ready now. You know, we're, anyone who's listening to this right now, you know, I know would agree that um, the energies have been feeling different for, for several years now. And it's just getting more and more along those lines that the emphasis on um, what's going on within each of us becomes, you know, really paramount. And so, you know, I'll just put it out there. This, this is the time. If you are looking for assistance, if, if some of this is, you know, really ringing a bell for you and really... Um, having you consider what you're doing and what you could be doing, I'll put it out there now. You get you get a call with me. You get a one-on-one call. You shoot me an email. Um, but I want you to be prepared for the call, all right? I'm not going to charge you for it, but I want you to be prepared. I want you to, to have written down, um, you know, what your greatest challenges are in your life within you, what's going on within you, what is it you want to come into alignment with, find balance with, process. 
I mean, the stories that are coming forth right now are, I mean, are stories whose time have come to be brought into alignment. Now, I don't know if there's anyone out there in humanity that just has had a blessed um, existence their whole life. Maybe the way I've set up uh, my experience and and what it's about, maybe I won't come into contact with those people if they even exist. But I know from my own experience and the experience of so many others that I have worked with and that I'm currently working with, um, once you get to the root of your biggest stuff, everything changes, everything shifts. And this is the time now to do that work. This is the time. We're being called forth to work on our own stuff. And so that's, it's, it's a, you know, like a multi-part process. And it's about certainly looking back on your life, digging in, what haven't you addressed, what is it you've tucked away in the corners of your consciousness and put nice little paintings up in front of it so you don't even have to remember that it's there. That stuff, that stuff needs to be processed, looked at, brought into alignment. We, we can do that. That's, we're capable of doing that. It's, it's needed and absolutely necessary to do it. And then to identify um, the techniques and the tools that work for you to raise your vibration and frequency. And, and all of this is about what's within you and, and really none of it's about anything outside of you. Um, the Gandhi quote, be the change you wish to see in the world. I mean, this, this is it. It's all inside each of us. I said that uh, Burning Man for me has become almost no different than what my regular life is like yesterday. I picked up my nine-year, aha, 10-year-old daughter, Maya turned 10 on Labor Day. I picked her up at Orange County Airport yesterday, and um, we went out for lunch. We had a really beautiful lunch together. Uh, we've been apart for about a little over a month, maybe close to a month and a half. She started off the tour of love with us, and then uh, she was in Sedona, uh, Chico, California, and then Sedona with her mother. Uh, had an amazing time. So we went out to lunch and um, didn't interact so much with the waiter uh, until the end, and then had what ended up being about a 15-minute conversation about the nature of reality and about something that he's in the process of energizing to manifest in his life and him asking me why it, why it hadn't happened yet. Um, young guy, I'd say 24, maybe 25, something like that. Uh, beautiful energy, the whole thing. And, um, He's chosen something to energize, to bring about, to manifest in his life, um, and it's a big one, you know, where in ordinary reality, the odds are totally against it. And I knew right away why 
it wasn't happening. Uh, just my intuition. Um, and he fought it <laughs> in the discussion. And then as we got to the tail end of the discussion, I told him to do one simple exercise, and that was to take a blank sheet of lined paper. didn't actually need to be lined paper, so blank sheet of paper. <laughs> and to write at the top, I have not manifested my dream because... And then just start writing. And he looked at me, and he looked shocked, and he said, I know why. It just came to me. And I said, why is it, brother? And he said, because I don't deserve it yet. <laughs> it, was, it was beautiful because when he first told me the dream he wanted to manifest, that he's energizing to manifest, I said, do you really deserve this? That was my question. He's like, yes. I said, Really? You really deserve it? And I knew, I knew, like from the get-go, that it was it was about deserving. But the beauty of it is, is that, you know, it triggered him. And, and on his own, he'll take a look at it. He has my card if he wants to, to do, you know, further work. But, um, you know, what is it, what is it for you? I mean... What are what? What's your dream? What's what's keeping you from it? What's what's going on? What are your challenges? What what's showing up? What's not showing up? You know, one of the things people come to me for answers, which I find fascinating, and what they get are questions. <laughs> Because each of you has the answers for yourself. I really, I mean, I really don't have the answers. If if you got married to someone that you met at the roller rink at Burning Man, I can't give you the answer for 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 that. Because we all have the answers. But I can assist you by asking the right questions and and providing a framework and a foundation all coming from this incredible wellspring that I am so grateful to have tapped into within myself. That's all about unconditional love and, and being of service and in service um, for all of us, for, for us as individuals and for us as, as the collective and, um, Burning Man this year was very reaffirming for me. We're doing some exciting things between now and the end of the year, but um, really looks as though it's building up uh, for me to to take off for 2011 and, and uh, do the South American, Mexico, Central America, South American tour. Uh, do the Hawaii Japan tour, and then uh, then back here to the states. And so, great things great things are happening. And uh, the question I asked you before: if you knew this vacation as a spiritual being in having a human experience was going to end in a year, what would you do? And um, I don't ask anyone any questions that I'm not currently or have not already asked myself. And um, that's exactly where I'm at. If I've got a year left, 
I don't think I'd be sitting here in Orange County um, talking to one person at a time or or doing, you know, what we're doing. I think for me, it's about getting out there and uh, sharing the gifts um, that I have so beautifully found within myself with everyone that I can possibly come into contact with. And so... That's where we are. I think one other lesson I want to share with you, and, and it comes from Burning Man, and it comes from the last three months on the road, coming into contact with so many people that that only know me from from what they feel. Um, we don't go back years and things like that. Like so many times we find ourselves around uh, the people that we've chosen to be around. But then, you know, when we put ourselves out there, um, we draw in people. And, and one of the beautiful lessons that's so validating for me is that all it really takes to be the most service, to be in the most service for anyone that, that you come across is to be present and to be in the moment, to be experiencing and sharing what I so love to call the best now ever. And it changes everything for you, and then it changes everything for the people that that are in your experience. And so these are just a few tidbits. I've only been back since Monday night late. <laughs> and um, haven't fully processed everything out there. Um, but I did want to share this tonight and this energy and, and you know what, this love. And so from me to you, thank you so much. Uh, this is that point in the call that um, we go ahead and unmute the line so you can share something uh, of your own that serves the highest good of everyone uh, on the that are listening to this now or that ever will listen to it. So I'm going to go ahead and do that and uh, open it up a little bit. It is now, consider yourself opened up. Now don't all try and talk at once. <laughs> Hey, Mark, we need to do All right, hold on. Go ahead. Who's first? Okay, I'll tell you what. You know, I have not met my, my uh, soulmate yet, and I'm going on 50, right? Never had any kids. So I think that if I had one year left, I would like to find my soul, soulmate and just make up for lost time and make love every single day and have multiple orgasms <laughs> every single day, or at least one a day. <laughs> Imagine that. Wow. So, <laughs> um, that's beautiful. And so here's my here's my question. You, you know me. what? You you have met your soulmate, and and we all have. And I think this brings up a really good point, and that is the relationship we have with ourselves needs to be so focused on so nurtured and 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 so brought to the forefront 
because what I'm finding in my own life, which is what I can speak of, you know, fully, is that the more I'm loving myself and falling in love with myself and, and being like my own soulmate, the more incredible, beautiful, amazing people are showing up in my outer experience of reality. And, you know, I, I, I just, I, again, it's, it's instead of all of us looking outside for everything we need, the more we look inside to find it, nurture it, feed it, feed, feed our soul and our spirit, whatever it is we want, be it multi-orgasmic, orgasmic, um, connection with another or whatever it is, will show up for you just the way you want it. Connection with another, I think that's really important. And plus, if we have orgasms daily, we end up living longer than the year because it strengthens our immune system. You all are all warbly. <laughs> yeah, I know. What's up with... Does someone have a lot of background noise that you could mute out? There you are. That's better. Okay, I had I went ahead and manually muted out someone that uh, ends with two six six zero. I'll unmute you um, when I open it up, but the, there was an awful lot of noise that that we couldn't hear from that. I apologize for muting out that particular person. Ouch. Yeah, that was painful to listen to. Hey, you know what, Mark? That we had you on big speaker because your voice is so beautiful and fantastic, and uh, I can understand why that person would be doing the same. <laughs> Eddie, if I was there right now, I'd give you the biggest, wettest kiss ever. <laughs> Anyone else? You just gave me a lot of food for thought. That's all I can say. Well, that's <laughs> awesome. I mean, we are all in this together, and, and all of our experiences, you know, um, have something in it for each other. Uh, but most of all, it's to find what's in our individual experience that's showing us exactly what we need, what where our attention is being called forth, uh, and, and to, to go about it that way. Hmm. Anyone else before we um, move into the the oneness blessing and the closing out of the call? I'm going to unmute this one person and see if it's still all crazy. Oh, look, it's not so bad. Okay. Uh, Anyone else chime in with anything at all? Wow. Thank you very much, Mark. Always. Definitely. I appreciate that. All right. This is that point in the call that um, we do the oneness blessing, and this is some amazing energy. And what I'm so impressed with is how it um, how it works so well over these over these calls, individual calls and group calls. So here's what I'd like to ask you to do. If you could uh, get into a comfortable position and move into what we call uh, breath awareness. Now, I take it a step further um, in these activations, and we turn breath awareness into 
intentional breathing. And what we do is we focus on our breath in serving our highest good and raising our vibration and frequency. And on the breath out, we're just letting go and releasing. You don't even have to be focused on what you're letting go and releasing unless you want to be. You can just be generally letting go and releasing whatever doesn't serve you. So breathing in all that serves you raises your vibration and frequency. And on the breath out, just letting go and releasing. I'm going to mute out the line right now for um, about a minute as I put the phone down and do the uh, oneness blessing and your eyes are closed, you're in breath awareness, and then I'll come back and say goodnight to everyone. So uh, I'm muting it out, and uh, we'll get started here now. My dear friends, thank you so much for bringing your energy to this call tonight, for showing up in your own lives, because I will tell you that if you weren't showing up in your own lives, you wouldn't be showing up for this call, and um, I honor you for that. Also, there's no hollow offers um, if there's something that that triggered you and you'd like to uh, have a call with me uh, as a gift, please find me on drdream.com, D-R-D-R-E-A-M.com, drdream.com. My phone number's there. It's my cell phone. I answer my phone 24 hours a day unless I'm in a session or on another call. I love you all as the beautiful reflection that you provide for me as the individuals that you each are in your own lives and as the aspects of the collective that we all bring together. Thank you so much for being here tonight, and uh, we'll be back next week with another wonderful topic uh, for all of us to, to tap into. I love you. Good night, and just spread that love that's in your heart. Good night, everyone.
Thank you. We love you too. Love you too, right. Exactly. Mwah. Mwah. Good night, everybody. Good night.